When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tony Pollard, fractured left fibula, like your boy told you. Uh, a lot of people reporting just without any knowledge on the situation at first. From Michael K, CPA first in the building. We, we saw it yesterday. High ankle sprain, high ankle sprain. Everybody throws around high ankle sprain like they know exactly what they're talking about. That means three to six weeks. That means this. That means that. Everything is about severity and Everything's about the details. We talked about it on the show. There was no way he had just a high ankle sprain. We knew it. We talked about it. His his leg bent this way when his hips were not open. There's no way you don't tear your knee if your knee's the part that's rotating or snap your fibula if your leg goes like that when your hips are not open. Clear as day. Unfortunate, but what's it mean for 2023? What's it mean for Tony Pollard's future? What does it mean for his potential payday? We're breaking it all down right now. The Fantasy Football Show begins right now. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Show. I am your boy, Smitty, and you're watching the news show. We are a news show. We are an NFL news show, and we drop news all the time. You know, if you don't even play fantasy football, this is the show for you if you love the NFL and breaking news. And we talked about this when it happened. Tony Pollard uh, likely suffered some sort of major, major injury um, in this in this uh, playoff outing against the Niners where his we, we talked about it where his foot literally went like this without his hips being open up like you can open up your hip and turn your leg on purpose that way but when you're running and you're pinned in a certain situation and your leg goes like this there's only two things that can happen where's my knee model if we were to take this and kind of show you how this works let me let me if this is obviously there's a little more length between the knee and the ankle but as you can see i can line these bones up essentially okay so you can see the bones lining up if your hip is not open and this bends you snap your fibula or fracture it in multiple places sometimes or if you can imagine the knee being able to rotate but not the not the top part of it your knee would twist and you tear your meniscus and snap your ACL, your LCL, your ACL, your MCL, whatever ends up being that that angle or force or which way it turns, it was clear as day there was more going on. And everybody's reporting high ankle sprain, high ankle sprain. Um, tough to say, tough to say how long he's going to be out. You know, in terms of being able to be his old self. There's a lot of things that can happen. This is not a an exact, you know. Three month window of time, two and a half months. It, it really depends on Tony Pollard, but I do believe he could still be looking at getting 
a big payday. But the problem is this rookie running back class is absolutely loaded. And the problem is the available, the the very, very much available wide open landing spots for RBs is not plentiful. And so you have a situation where you've got a couple RBs, more than a couple RBs that are free agents and need to go somewhere and find a home. Josh Jacobs, he'll be the first to find a home. He's the one that proved the most. So if there is a team out there willing to fork out the cash and say, ah, rookie running back's free practically, we'd rather get the, the top quality proven product and Josh Jacobs, send him on over, we'll pay him a big payday. Because RBs aren't, you know, the, the shelf life shorter, teams are reluctant to go that route. So if there is a team or two willing to pay a huge payday, it's going to Josh Jacobs first. Um, at that point, it's hard to imagine a lot of teams, maybe one or two, will look at Tony Pollard's success in Dallas, overlook the injury, and say, we'll give you a big fat payday, come on over and be our star running back. The problem is he'll probably go venture off like Melvin Gordon did when we thought he was leaving Denver. Everybody rejoiced. And then what happens? Melvin Gordon comes on back, re-signs with his team. Very strong possibility, very strong possibility that Tony Pollard or and and or Josh Jacobs find themselves coming back to their original location after testing the free agency waters. I'm not saying it'll happen to both. Maybe both are the, the two running backs that do find homes and the rest of the potential job openings at the running back position in the NFL. The Cardinals, let me pull up the top 10 and, and, sh- and show you here because one of these teams is going to be drafting Bijan Robinson inside the top 10. You could say top 12 if, let's say, his his 40 time, which is expected to be a little underwhelming, and he could surprise some people. He could work on it. He could work on that thing. People could get better as they train for the combine, people. A lot of people projecting a slow time. Maybe it's not. But if, if Bijan goes out and runs a slow 40 and he drops to, I don't know, 8 to 12, he's still going to one of these very needy running back needy locations. Cardinals are going to want a running back. Uh, the Lions are always interested in running backs. The Raiders may want a, a cheaper RB than re-signing a very expensive Josh Jacobs, but they also may be like, we know what we're dealing with with Jacobs, bring him in. A lot depends on the quarterback situation. How much money spent on a quarterback? Are the Raiders getting Aaron Rodgers? Can they afford to even get Josh Jacobs? They probably won't want to if they got a big payday in Aaron Rodgers. They got to worry about that contract. Falcons, they could get an RB. I know Algier is amazing, but they, they could certainly say, look, we love Algier, but we can't pass on Bijan if he fell. Panthers could go after Bijan. The Eagles wouldn't dare let Bijan slip past their kung fu grip at the 10 spot. One of these locations, and these are some of the more needy locations, are going to scoop up rookie running backs. So it makes it tough to project where Tony Pollard could go, where Tony Pollard will want to go, where a team can afford Tony Pollard, and where a team could say, we want him. We can we can afford him at our price tag, but this guy's going to want a monster payday. Maybe Dallas is where he ends up returning to. We don't know. All we know is this injury throws a monkey wrench into the situation. No doubt about it, because now teams have another reason to be skeptical of going after him. So while he's potentially a moon man, potentially a moon man, we don't we don't know if he's going to find the right situation. So we're going to hold off at the moment, especially with the injury. Uh, 
First in the building was Michael KCPA. Appreciate you being here, Michael KCPA. Joseph Cigar Smoking Burrow. Boy, did we have an amazing, amazing... Where, where, where do I have this? Uh, there he is. There, there he is. Look at him. Look at him. Look at this man right here. QB1 in Fantasy Football 2023. QB1 in Fantasy Football Dynasty Go forward, QB1. Joseph Cigar Smoking Burrow. And I don't want to hear that he's not QB1. I I don't mind if you say, hey, it's too close. I, I've got I've got Hertz QB1. I've got Josh Allen QB1 Mahomes. That's fine. But don't tell me he's not. You can tell me mine's different, Smitty, or it's too close, or yeah, I get, but don't come in and say there's no way he's QB1, or he can't be QB1, and be all like cemented into your position because you're going to get me riled up. He could be QB1. At least say that to me. Don't come in and say something different, okay? Or I'll, I'll put you in timeout, okay? Because this guy right here, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, get, get some. Get some, Joe Burrow. Joey B. Unbelievable. <sighs> Unbelievable. Bijan runs a 4 4 9 40 yard dash. Uh, there's a lot of people projecting him to have a slow 40. He's going to impress. He's going to impress. Everyone's going to be so upset at themselves for neglecting this man at all. At all. And wait until you see part three. Of my top 10 redraft rookie running back video dropping later tonight, I hope. I'm editing it right now. Part 3 has running back 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. And it is an unbelievable video. And you're going to be... You're not only going to number 2 in your pants with number 7. Number 8 is going to make you number 3 in your pants. So get ready, get an extra pair of drawers, and and buckle up, get the popcorn, and get ready to just watch an unbelievable un- unbelievable video on on my top ten running back series parts one, two, three, part one and two are up, and you're gonna absolutely love what you're what you're watching. We do need a Bijan emoji. We do need a Bijan scene. I understand. I'm working on it. We need a, a Charbonnet scene. The moon men dropping loads in outer space. Look at those gentlemen right there. Space monsters. If those aren't space monsters, I don't know what space monsters even look like at this point. This is this this moon man list list looks so much stronger than even last year. This moon man list looks phenomenal. And I've got a moon man dropping Probably tonight. Probably tonight we're dropping Moon Man number eight. We've got Bijan, Wilson, Chris Olave, Jameer Gibbs, Zach Charbonnet, uh, 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 unknown mystery Moon Man, which will be the the QB for the Miami Dolphins, and we project it to be Lamar or Brady or A-Rod, most likely going to be one of those uh, your boy Rick says Bijan going to the Niners. Give me a break, bro. <laughs> Give me a break. And Christian Watson is the other Moon Man. Moon Man number Ocho dropping tonight. Moon Man 
Numero Ocho dropping tonight. Get your popcorn ready. Tu necesitas estudiar. Yo, your boy Smitty tiene el gudos. Okay, so get ready. Um, Bijan's not going to the Niners, bro. Your boy Rick with his Niner logo is completely oblivious. Don't don't get mad at him. Your boy Rick, I love you, pal. You are flying high right now. And I I I congratulations on on to the moon. On the on the win. You guys are going to face the the tough Eagles. Get ready for a very tough opponent. But bro, you're on you're on you're flying high uh, uh right now on that on that win because Bijan has zero chance of going to the, zero. Like your boy Rick, zero. Maybe negative percentage chance of going to the Niners. Zero, Rick. There's no way. There's no way you don't have draft picks to get to get it done. You can't move up to even draft him. He's going in the top three to, to twelve, you boy Rick. You got Christian McCaffrey. What are you talking about, bro? You're starting to get me excited. I might go in ramp mode. I might go in ramp mode. You don't even know. You don't even know. Can't even find my ramp button. I'm about to I'm about to go into a tizzy, bro. dangerous territory deep breaths <laughs> not worth a rant right now charbonnet at 1.7 what's this what's this charbonnet at 1.7 charbonnet at 1.7 what a rookie draft try try 1.3 pal try one point what are we doing here Warning. what are we Warning. doing here bro Warning. threshold and stable I'm getting out of these. I'm getting out of ramp mode with some breathing techniques. <laughs> Your boy Rick trying to get me into a tizzy, saying the Niners are gonna ha- somehow end up with Bijan. You got you got Christian McCaffrey. You're gonna end up with Bijan, <laughs> and and then another another one, Charbonnet at 1.7. This can't possibly be a rookie 1.7. And you can't take him in the first round. You're not paying attention if I... Oh, I still appreciate you, though. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. <sighs> your boy Rick, that Bijan's going to the Niners. Oh, Ty Lee told your boy Rick. He might have that, that insider information. Smitty, who is the wide receiver one of the 23 class? That's coming, Sandu. The rookie wide receiver is... The, the video's coming. We, we know who the, the running backs are. It is uh, your boy Bijan. It is your boy Jameer Gibbs. But closely, almost tied with Charbonnet at the two spot. Charbonnet is a monster. Okay? Open up your Charbonnets. Nice, warm, bubbly glass of Zach Charbonnet. We'll, we'll do wonders. Uh, Burrow round five. Come on. Sendu's trying. Stop it. You know. Warning. Stop Warning. it. Stop it, Sendu. Come on, bro. Warning. Come on. Warning. No. You. Alert. Maximum levels reached. Prepare for transformation. Alert. Maximum levels reached. Prepare for transformation. Time for a Smitty rant.
Bro, bro, bro. Get the right mic on. What is this? What, is, what am I looking at right here? What's in front of my face right here, Sandu? What is this? Are you trying to get me riled up? Is this a is this a fake? Uh, look at this. The new football came in. The new football came in. The old football. Where's the old football? The old football. I kept hearing it over and over, Smitty. That football has seen better days. Every time I hold this sentimental piece of art, everybody complains. So on the live stream last night, rush order. I ended up rush ordering it. We got the football. The brand new football. This is called the Charbonnet. The Charbonnet ball the charbonnet ball we got it your boy smitty your boy smitty has got the football and i've gonna address this comment on screen right here that got me in a tizzy burrow round five let me tell you something about joseph cigar smoking burrow let me tell you something about jamar Chase, for those of you that want a winning draft strategy, why don't you draft Jamar Chase as your wide receiver one overall in round one and and, get, and grab some cojones and draft Joe Burrow in round two? Why don't we why don't we why don't we double stack it? Why don't we stack it? The stack above all stacks. It's time to drop the pancake emojis in the live chat. Understand what I'm saying here. Understand what I'm saying here. This is the best approach, in my opinion, if you want a creative approach, an unorthodox approach, an approach that maybe even your league mates laugh at you when you draft Joe Burrow in in the 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 like mid to end of round two, Joe Burrow in round two, Jamar Chase at the top of one. Let's call it three. Let's say you're drafting at three, and you're drafting at the third from the last pick in the second round. Jamar Chase number three overall. He's my number one wide receiver. Yeah, you could say JJ. Wait a minute, Smitty. Wait a minute, Smitty. Are you saying, are you saying that you draft Jamar Chase over J.J. Smitty? You can't possibly be doing that. Absolutely. Without a doubt. 100%. Why? Joe Burrow. Kirk Cousins. I like Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins had a phenomenal year. Let's give Kirk Cousins a, 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 a standing ovation. Okay, I want I want to be very clear. Kirk Cousins was was phenomenal. Okay, phenomenal. Back to my point. Joe Burrow, Kirk Cousins. It's not close, especially when you start talking about this is next year, not this year. If it was a continuation conversation, we're in week ten, week eleven. You could assume, okay, Kirk Cousins is on this track. This trajectory. Now, he'll probably not get knocked off track until the offseason or maybe not for two years, whatever. But every year's new. A reset. Dalvin Cook's a year older. Coaching changes. Uh, free agency. Teams fall apart. Offensive line change. There's ne You never want to take an anomaly-looking season like Kirk Cousins and extrapolate it into the future and say, oh, it's going to be for sure to happen again. We don't know that Kirk Cousins is yet again 
going to do what he did in 2023 or let alone 23-24. So if you're talking dynasty, Jamar Chase by a mile at this point. Not a mile. We'll call it a lap. By a lap. Not a mile because JJ's that good. He could survive even if, let's say, Cousins got hurt and there was mediocre quarter, quarterback play. He, he, would, he would find a way, okay? But this is Jamar Chase's era. And it is Joe Burrow's season for the next decade. Okay, seasons, decade. A decade plus of Jamar Chase to Joe... <laughs> Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase. Maybe Jamar Chase to Joe Burrow. We don't even know. Bed Bath & Beyond, Home Depot, I don't know if we'll have time. This is the way. This, as Mandalorian tells us, this is the way. Joe Burrow round two, Jamar Chase round one. Stop with it. Stop acting like that's not one of the best strategies for 2023 known to man. And we have the cojones to get these things done. We have the cojones to draft like that in our upcoming 2023 draft. You know who doesn't have the cojones to draft Joe Burrow at the end of two and Jamar Chase at the near top of round one? Worried Williams. Petrified Peters, ridiculous Rickies, scared Sams, Bob, that's who, Joe Burrow era is here, get burrowed, people are getting burrowed left and right and people are going to remember it, get burrowed. Sandu, my doctor tells me to not respond to your comments anymore. That's okay. I love you, Sandu. Uh, Mitch, appreciate you. Appreciate you. Um, is, is, Ty, is Ty Lee here? Is Ty Lee here? I don't know if anybody... I don't know if anybody... If Ty, if Ty Lee's here. <laughs> Has he dropped the video yet? Has he dropped the footage? I mean, it's an unbelievable situation, this Ty Lee situation. Have you guys seen this? Have you guys seen this? Watch this real quick for me. Watch this real quick for me. I don't know if you guys have seen this this clip. This clip is unreal. This clip is unreal. Smitty, I have Burrow film. I'll send to film this offseason. Could hurt his play. Sorry. <laughs> commentary on Joe Burrow. We didn't know this was coming, Ty. Hold on, Ty Lee. Ty Lee says, Smitty, I have Burrow film. I'll send to film this offseason. Could hurt his play. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. It can't be. Let's read this again. Did we read this wrong? Tylee Smitty, I have Burrow film. I'll send to film this offseason. No! Play sorry. Oh, I didn't think it would happen so soon. Oh, no, Ty. Tell me it's not true, Ty. Hey, Ty. People are getting burrowed left and right, and people are going to remember it. Get burrowed. <sighs> Breaking news. I didn't I didn't know this was out. Um, Ty Lee has film on Burrow that will hurt his play. And unfortunately, 
It's almost over. Hang tight. <laughs> I love my job. <laughs> I love my job. <laughs> I love my job. You guys would be surprised at some of the things that people say to me. <laughs> Smitty. Smitty. Hold off. Hold. Pause the live stream, Smitty. 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 I have Burrow film. I'll send to film this offseason. Could hurt his play. Sorry. I'll explain later. <laughs> Burrow. Ha ha ha. <laughs> what, what is this, Ty? What is, you can do better than this. You're better than this, Ty. Earth, do you? What are you? On regression, I have a pass with this shutdown by school rivals QB with the same film. <laughs> oh, boy. That, 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 when I watch that, I literally still cry. I literally still cry. Uh, this guy is amazing. I can't wait for Ty Lee to come in with his secret covert footage on Joe Burrow that's going to take him down. He's got film. This isn't some off the field issue. He says he's got film on his play. That's going to drop him. And we can't wait for Ty Lee to bring it in. This is, nobody has this. He said NFL teams are itching for his college, for his high school film technique. They, I, apparently the NFL teams are calling him. They're knocking down his door. Ty Lee, what do you have on Joe Burrow? And the Chiefs, the Chiefs are probably dialing him up as we speak. Okay, uh, let, let's see uh, uh, Superflex. Maybe they were talking about Burrow round five in a, a Superflex. What? I don't know what that. I don't even know if you're talking about Joe Burrow. Okay. Um, let's open the phone lines. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Unbelievable. Entirely. <laughs> this guy. This guy. By the way, we were talking about on the Dynasty channel what sleeper QBs are out there that could be like gems, you know, that are, that are well outside of the top, you know, six to seven quarterbacks. And and one was thrown out Watson. I don't agree with that one. That was one that somebody threw out. I said, watch out for Sam Howell. Watch out for Sam Howell from a deep dynasty perspective, from a deep redraft perspective in, in, in a way. Um, it's it, this is a this is a situation where like you know you want me to call out a very like unknown um rising star the next like purdy the next unknown nobody sees it really coming top 10 quarterback i'm not saying it's a guarantee by any means this is just kind of how i feel when i dig deep into qb rankings and i say who on the outside of the top 15 20 qbs has a shot at being an electric elite player, um, it's Sam Howell for the Washington Commanders, who really only played the last game. He scored two touchdowns, one passing, one rushing, like 35 yards rushing, like 150 plus receiving, uh, uh, receiving uh, passing yards, and an INT. So he had one TD passing, one INT, uh, I think it was like 160 uh, passing yards, 35 rushing, a touchdown on the ground. Um, very, very good looking quarterback. 
And so, like, he could be the next Trevor Lawrence. You know what I mean? Trevor Lawrence is trying to become the next Burrow. No one's chasing Burrow, though. Everybody's trying to be Burrow. Being Burrow is the popular thing. Look at the new football. Look at this new football. I do agree. This was a good decision by everybody for me to go out and get a new football to hold. The grip's nice. I love the old one. It's staying in the studio. Sentimental value. But very excited. Very proud that we got the new football on a speed rush delivery within 24 hours for you. For you. I work for you. Uh, but yeah, 74 people in here, punch that thumb up button for your boy Smitty. Um, let me make sure the phone lines are open. Uh, dial in, dial in. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Hey Smitty, how did your underdog playoff drafts do? Um, I've got, I've got several in the mix. I have no gui, gui, uh, guillotine. I have no, uh, no gauntlets left. Um, the gauntlet drafts, I I went very heavy Eagle KC, and um, in doing so, I stacked majority of my gauntlets on the Buccaneer wide receivers on Evans and Godwin because they were super cheap wild card wide receivers, and so the the gauntlets were were doomed as soon as because I stacked it I stacked it hard and heavy. I said, you know what. Putting all my eggs in one basket is not the best, you know, approach on a lot of things. But sometimes with these gauntlets, what you want to do is commit to a certain strategy or the mittens and then do variations of it. And so I I, I went all in on the wild card. I picked certain wild card players. Eckler was was uh, was one. Um, and then I, I, I surrounded the entire Eagle KC combinations with with the Tampa Bay Buck wide receivers and Eckler. Uh, and it didn't work out uh, the way I wanted in the in the in the uh, gauntlets. But in the mittens, I'm doing really well. Mittens, I went Joe Burrow heavy. I went Joe Burrow. I went I, my team that has Joe Burrow, Mixon, T Higgins, Jamar Chase, Hayden Hurst, uh, and Tyler Boyd in my mittens. Those look great. Those look great. So we'll see how I do with those mittens. I got a couple that are, that are advancing with that particular uh, lineup. Um, so it just kind of comes down to the next round and what happens, how much Joe Burrow scores in this next Kansas City outing. I think he'll do fairly well. Personally, um, appreciate you asking. You're live on the Fantasy Football Show, good buddy. Who am I talking to? What's up, Smitty? It's Tate. What's up, Tate? How you doing, man? I'm good, bro. I'm real good. Is, is, Bur- is Burrow done for? Is he done for? You know, according to Ty Lee, we've got a lot to worry about, but I, I'm going to hold out hope. Um, uh, hey, hold on, uh, Tate, hold on one second, okay? Let me, no let worries. Me, let man, me get these ahead. two super chats out of, out of the way because I I, I want to make sure Hopkins, Amari, Gabe, Gabe Davis, one point eight. Uh, uh, are you still here, pal? Um, is uh, are are you still here, Big C? Uh, Hopkins, Amari, Gabe Davis are the one point eight. I'm probably going to say. Ken or 1.7 and 1.10. If you're talking about Kenneth Walker, bro, Kenneth Walker is way more valuable than the 1.7 and 1.10. As far as this other trade, I mean, it depends on your build. If you're built to win now, Hopkins could get traded to Chicago. I think Hopkins could have a really good one year. But at the end of the day, do I feel like the 1.8, if you land it, could be more valuable than Hopkins and Mari Gabe Davis? It could but that's a that's tough to know at this point. I almost feel like you're giving up a little too much and almost hold one of those guys back. Um, I feel like that's a little bit uh, Kenneth Walker or 1.7, 1.10. Do 
Yeah, Kenneth Walker by a mile. Kenneth Walker by a mile. Um, thank you, Big C. Appreciate you. Are you still here? If you have a follow-up, let me know. And then Isaac dropping a $5 holler. Isaac says, my money league is a 10-person non-PPR. Don't ask why. I'm picking dead last this this year in 2023. Who would you target at 1.10 and 2.1? Uh, bro, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow. But you might have to move up, obviously, to get Chase. But maybe you can trade up. And if you can't trade up, then honestly, Bijan... And and uh, and uh, Bijan and at, at twelve thirteen is going to be pretty attractive. Oh, you're in a ten teamer. I still think by the time you draft, I don't know if you're drafting early. Bijan's going to be in the first round. I think Bijan's going to be in the first round. Try and trade down if you can. If you think your league doesn't know what time it is with rookies, maybe you get Bijan in the third round. But I highly doubt it with your pick. But we'll have to see, bro. I mean, wide receiver, wide receiver is always a good choice at the ten eleven in 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 this upcoming year. Um, but I also think that if you can get balance, it is better. If best player available dictates wide receiver, running back, running back, wide receiver. Um, but I wouldn't be scared to go QB. Like I, I know people are going to say 13 or the problem is you're drafting 10, 11, 13, 14, 15. I'm not scared to take a QB 10, 11. I would probably wait because I think in your league in a 10 teamer, especially you might get lucky and get you might get one of the top five quarterbacks. You might get Fields in, in the third or fourth round. So I would wait on the quarterback at the 10-11 pick. But I'm telling people right now, if you got the 12-13 or the 11-14, the, uh, 14 overall, if someone makes fun of you taking one of the big three, one, one of the big four quarterbacks, let them laugh. You'll get the last laugh during the season. All right, Tate, appreciate you, Isaac. Appreciate you, uh, Big C. Dropping those super chats, you guys are 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 my dudes. Um, okay, Tate, what can I do for you? I'm just calling in, man. Just saying what's up, seeing how everything's going. I know you're in Phoenix, so I was gonna see how you've been holding up with the weather. It's gotten really cold lately, so hopefully that groundhog. <laughs> how am I uh, holding up? How keeping you warm? <laughs> what's it been like? 58. How am I holding up with the 50 53 degree weather? <laughs> We've been hunkering down, bro. Uh, We've been. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about here? Hey, man. We, we've been hunkering down, trying to keep indoors. The 53-degree weather has been pretty aggressive, and uh, we're just trying to stay alive in the Casa de Smitty. You we're know. we're really – sometimes you know. in the morning we go out to our car, we have to turn the heat on for a few minutes before we drive because of the ice on the windshield. It's pretty rough. Um, I'm hoping we get through it. And uh, how's, the, how's the weather treating you, Tate? <laughs> Man, I was born in a really big snowstorm. I'm from the Middle East, so I was born in a big snowstorm. But ever since I came to Arizona, man, I've gotten used to this warm weather. So whenever it gets cold, man, I just see myself getting, like, angsty all the time. And I just can't do the cold weather, man. I would much prefer it to be 120, I feel like, and hot rather than cold. I just hate being cold, man. I just can't. Yeah, every day you get I older, every day you get older, too, and you... You hate the cold. Like, it's a true thing. Like, I, bro, when I was in my early 20s, I'd, I'd walk out in 40. I'd go to Indiana and visit family. I'd go to Buffalo and visit family. I'd go, uh, and I would just literally be in a shortened T-shirts in, like, 30 and 20 degree weather. And people would be like, are you out of your mind? And I'm like, I'm from Arizona. This feels great. Like, nothing. I, I, I never wore a jacket or coat. Now, bro, as you get older, it's it's weird. You start hating being cold. I hate being hot too, but but I hate being cold. Um, anyway, 
I appreciate you being in Arizona. DM me on Instagram. I'll throw you in the Arizona chat group. And then whenever I do any local stuff here, like a live stream somewhere or a meet and greet or whatever, I'll I'll be able to let you know and you can come on and swing down. Say less, Vinny. Say less. Yeah, so All right, man. Just me- it. Message, me, message me on IG. Night, hey, where are you taking Joe Burrow next year? Highest you'd take him. I won't get mad at you if you say man. like... Huh? I, I was honestly, swear to God, I was going to say this, but I didn't want to take too much of your time. I actually saw one of your short, uh, short YouTube shorts before this past fantasy season started, and I drafted Joe Burrow because you said to take Joe Burrow. And honestly, next year I'm literally targeting Jamar Chase, maybe in the first round, and then maybe second round if he's if he's available, I might do the stack, man. That stack is too good to pass up. I was trying to trade for Chase all year so I could stack Burrow and Chase, but it just didn't work out. So I feel like the drafting, not drafting them both, might be the strategy this coming year. You're the man, Tate. Big Tate, I got you the system. Big Tate, Big Tate. We'll see you later. Absolutely, man. Have a good night. Appreciate later, pal. You. All right, uh, next caller, dial in. Let's go. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Uh, we got another super chat from the man named Isaac. Isaac says, it's a friend league, so nobody is looking at the, at the moon men. Eckler, Mixon, and Henry will go high in my league. I'll get lucky with Brees and Bijan. Then here's the thing, bro. If you're in a 10-team league where people don't know what time it is, they don't know about this right here. The stack above all stacks. It's t- They don't know about this right here. The tripod, also likened to pyramids in ancient Egypt, are constructed using Burrow or Hertz, Chase or a JB Hall or Walker. And by the way, we need to put Hall back on this. And I didn't redo the audio on that because it says Hall. But we're going to keep ETN on this list right here. So let's replay it one more time for good measure. I didn't want to redo the audio because it still applies now. You know, it still applies now that it's a new season. The tripod, also likened to pyramids in ancient Egypt, are constructed using Burrow or Hertz, Chase or a JB Hall or Walker. Hall or Walker or ETN, potentially. Um, so he's, let me see. I got to redo this. Hold on. The moon man. Oh, or this. Dropping. The tripod, but, also likened to pyramids in ancient Egypt, are constructed using Burrow or Hertz, Chase or a JB Hall or Walker. Okay, there we go. I had to get him. He was he was trying to hog up all the scenes, and that's okay because he's Brees. Um, we brought the get Brees back. We brought we brought it back. Get Brees. Get Brees. Get Brees. Because we're feeling Brees Hall. I, I said I wouldn't touch the button until we felt he was, you know, on his way back in a positive light. And and the fact that Brees is ahead of way ahead of schedule from what we're hearing and the the reason why I put him on the Moon Man list already. The Moon Man. Or I haven't yet. I haven't yet, but I will. In outer space. Sorry, I misspoke. I will be putting him on uh, the Moon Man list here very, very soon. Space Moses. Inside information for you, by the way. Uh, that uh, it's because of his recovery. Everything's dependent on recovery. Everything's dependent on recovery. So my advice to you, Isaac, is to not take Burrow in round two because I think like you just mapped out, you can get away with it in round three. My advice is to still take Chase. If you if Chase falls, 
I don't think he'll fall to 10 in even that league. But of course, if he did, you'd take him. But Bijan and, and maybe, imagine if you get Bijan or Gibbs with Joe Burrow or or Hertz or something like that, like uh, in your in your third and fourth round pick in the in this grandma league that you're in. Um, we'll talk about it as we get closer, bro. Smitty has spoken. Thank you, Marty. Appreciate you. I feel like ETN will be Smitty's top ten this year. Um, I mean, ETN's a monster, bro. He's a he's watch the the running back ranking video. This particular one drops. Uh, let's see if I can get the graphic up. So we had video number. One part, one drop already that's on the YouTube channel. Look for that thumbnail and you will find it. This one was video number two, part two. This covers running back one and two. Brees Hall and B. John Robinson are my top two running backs for redraft. You heard me right. I didn't misspeak. I didn't stutter. I didn't uh, make a mistake. I didn't accidentally sit on my keyboard. Part one goes over my top two RBs for 20. 23 uh part number part number one part number two goes over my three four and five running backs for 2023 redraft uh rbs and part number three drops probably tonight it might be late tonight i'm not sure and that goes over six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen four kind of just encompasses a, a big chunk of players um and that that thumbnail to look out for would be this thumbnail right here Top 10 running backs. Let's go. Let's go. And 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 just so you know, a lot of the names that are on the uh, uh, images that are on the thumbnails aren't necessarily in it. They're in conversations, but they don't necessarily make it. Um, Brees Hall is on, on thumbnail number one, but he didn't crack the top two. He was in a conversation for the top two. Uh, I would have put ETN and JT in the top five, says Hot Prime. They're very arguable. There's no reason to uh, to to uh, frown upon anybody's top five, top ten running back rankings, to be honest, because anything can happen. Joe Burrow, ha, ha, ha. Joe Burrow, ha, ha, as little Smitty says. Joe Burrow, ha, ha. Well, little Smitty maybe close out the show with that. How will your Brees ranking be affected if Lamar goes to the Jets? It's a great question, Vamp, um, and, and it's a concern I have in a way. You know, I'd be excited in another way because I feel like we saw J.K. in that run attack uh, do fairly well even with Lamar in the lineup, right? So it's it's possible. It would be more advantageous to have Brady or A-Rod in New York than to have Lamar. And Lamar needs to be on this anyway. Let's put Lamar on here. Um, because it's certainly a possibility. So let's go ahead and extend this out here. And we'll put Brady as the top candidate. And in, in not necessarily what will happen, but what I believe would be, I think, beneficial mixed with what I think could happen most likely. So Brady would be number one for the Jets. A-Rod would be my number two choice and number two most logical. And then Lamar Jackson, number three. But, but here's my question I'll pose to you, Vampy, because you're the one that asked this question, and it's a very good question. Will, how will your Brees Hall ranking be affected if Lamar goes to the Jets because he vultures? I, I guess I would throw this question back at you. Would you rather them solve the quarterback situation even by way of Lamar who vultures or not? You know what I mean? So, like, at the end of the day, I'm more excited that they have Lamar than not solve the quarterback situation in grand fashion. 
Would I rather it be solved with Brady or A-Rod? Yeah, I probably would, at least short term. But longer term, and not that Lamar doesn't worry me in Dynasty getting hurt running so much, but longer term, this is the better solution for Brees and for the Jets and for Lamar. Um, these are shorter term solutions, but they're great, and they make Brees Hall very, very good. What if, what if A-Rod plays for two more years? Brees Hall's got a three to four year shelf life like any running back. That's okay. I'm okay with A-Rod. I'm a little more okay with A-Rod than Brady because of the the likely longevity of A-Rod more so than Brady, but they both could hang it up this offseason or hang it up next year after one year. So kind of tough, but I would say that I do believe Lamar would affect Brees' touchdown production a little bit, but then again, it's better than no quarterback upgrade at all. So that's kind of my feeling on that. It's a great question, though, Vampy. Um, that's how I'd uh, address that. Um, we've got a, a question here. Let's see here. Smitty, I would love if you did a video once more. Coaches get hired and new team. Yeah, I mean, we're waiting for... The problem is doing that video now. We'll do that once we have like landing spots for the coaches. Absolutely. But to do it now, it doesn't make sense because it's all going to get sh you know shook up. But yeah, eventually we will end up dropping that. I uh, wonder if it knocks down like one spot since he's at the top. I think right now we're packaging in the risk of no... Like right now with my Brees Hall rankings, I'm packaging the risk of maybe them not solving the, the quarterback situation and maybe solving it. So it's kind of like a, a mixed bag ranking. And I think Lamar going there won't move him anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Terry Roberts in the house. Terry Roberts, appreciate you, buddy boy. Uh, I really think Devontae Adams isn't going to like Aaron Rodgers going to the Raiders because he stated he left because he's getting old. And I believe besides that, Carr is his college bud there. Yeah, but Casey doesn't matter what, what Carr is to Devontae Adams. Carr's gone. Carr's gone. Carr's as good as gone. They'll try and trade him, obviously. Carr is as good as gone. So it doesn't, like, ir irrelevant. You know, would you rather, if you're, if you're, if you're Devontae Adams, would you rather have Stidham or a potential worse option or get Aaron Rodgers back? Because Carr's not even in the discussion. You know what I mean? So it kind of doesn't matter what he feels about Carr. It's, you know, it's business to the Raiders. They're moving on. I'm watching from the beginning. Smitty dropping gravy about Joe Burrow. Chase. Draft strategy. boy Robert. Appreciate you. Phone lines are open, by the way. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Yeah, Car Carr's not gone yet, but he's as good as gone. Carr would be actually sufficient in Miami because we saw Tua, who's not... Tua's not that great, but he became really, really, really good, borderline great because of the system. So Carr, who's not that great, he's he's good. He's a good... He's good. He's not great at all. He's good. He's borderline top 10 quarterback material. Like, your team, you need a quarterback. You can't get one of the big guns. You're going to go for Carr. Like, he's good. He was good enough at the beginning of the year. People thought he was going to do well. Like, let's not forget Carr's potential. So if you need a QB, Carr's pretty decent. Like, he's going to be one of the top QBs to reel in after the big uh, three are, are off the table in terms of um, potential movement. After these guys are all off the board, 
or or not leaving, you know, if A-Rod's not going anywhere or retired or Lamar gets tagged and the and the the, the Ravens say we're not trading, we're not tagging and trading you. You can sit out if you want. You can not sign your tender. But the Ravens are going to be smart about this, I believe. The Ravens didn't give him what he wanted. And he's not, he hasn't earned what he wasn't going to be given by the team. Unless the team's saying, hey, the, the, the salary cap goes up. Now we can give him what he asked for. That's a possibility. Because the salary cap increases, you know. So um, maybe that's what the Ravens were thinking. Like, we can't give him what he wants now, but we certainly will next offseason. Whatever. That, that could be a possibility. But the fact that he failed again, he got injured again, third year in a row he's failed. Whether you, you, whether you want to blame injury or not, he's failed. The, the, the Ravens have failed because of the quarterback availability. The best, uh, uh, the best uh, availability or the best like ability is availability. You know, and if he's not there, then then what are you going to do? Two years in a row, he's been injured. Two years in a row, he's been injured, and he runs 170 to 190 times a season. And the year prior to the two injured seasons, he busted for for over seven or eight games. The first weeks one through seven, weeks one through eight, he was a non-existent quarterback. In fantasy, he was benchable through the entire first half of 2020. The entire first half, he was garbage, garbage. He's busted three years in a row to a degree. So it's hard for me to think, oh, the Ravens are not wanting to pay him last year. The salary cap goes up as the only wild card, but oh, we'll go ahead and give you 220 million guaranteed. He wants 230 guaranteed dollars. He wants the Deshaun Watson contract. The Ravens said no. Smartly. Nobody should be getting 230 guaranteed. Deshaun Watson opened up more cans of worms than we can count relating to contracts, relating to other situations off the field. Deshaun Watson's been a mess. For the NFL contracts, fantasy football, and and the contract values, and so, uh, yeah, it's tough. Um, and Mitch says that Aaron Rodgers is talking. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 evident he's coming back. And I don't know if you saw my my report where Rodgers said that he still can play at a high level. He can still win MVP. Mitch, he said I can stay. And then everybody ripped him apart. Let me defend a Rod real quick. On this, because I, I, you know, I like look at Joe Burrow. Look at him. I think I'm going to keep him permanently on the screen. I'll just kind of minimize it whenever we need to bring it up. Uh, let's talk A Rod real quick, because I'm going to defend A Rod for a second. I, I'm tired. I get tired of the A Rod slander. A Rod's gifted the NFL fans, NFL fans, fantasy football fans, the entire world with a whole bunch of goodness for years and years and years. Where's my A? I got an A-Rod graphic somewhere around here. Where are you, A-Rod? Here you are. Aaron Rodgers has gifted the NFL fantasy football fans, NFL fans, avid watchers. He's gifted us all an amazing career. An amazing career. An amazing experience. And he does nothing but give. Like, content-wise, he creates so much content for me. I love talking about it. We went live for 10 straight hours when we, on a hunch, thought he would come out and make an announcement on, wasn't it a Monday? It was a weekend, wasn't it? It was a weekend. We kind of thought maybe he was going to announce whether he was going to return or retire or where he was going to go, you know? Was he going to stay in Green Bay? Was he not? 
We heard there's maybe, maybe a chance he would announce it. Not even on the Pat McAfee show that he was going to announce something potentially on Monday. But we had no clue that he was going to do it on McAfee or not. We knew he went on McAfee. Maybe this is Tuesdays. I think he goes on McAfee on Tuesday. So it might have been Monday night. And what did your boy Smitty do? I said, you know what? I owe it to all of you to go live for 10, was 10 to 11 straight hours through the night. Stay up all night until 11 a.m. my time. Or no, noon. Noon my time, which was uh, 2 p.m. Eastern. I went live all night long. Costa de Smitty was sleeping. They were like, what's he doing? I'm like, I'm going live all night. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll buy, I'll buy food. I'll, I'll go get ice cream after. Whatever you want. I'm going live. I'm sorry. I got to do this for my people. I owed it to you to go live until the announcement was made. And what did he do? He showed up on the Pat McAfee. We had no idea. We nailed it. We nailed it. And people said, oh, Smitty. People made fun of me all over Instagram. All my buddies made fun of me. Text messages for days. You stayed up. Because what did he do? He came out and said, my announcement is there's no announcement yet. And everybody goes, oh, Smitty, you stayed up for nothing. That was a win in my book. I'd do it over again. I wouldn't take it back. We stayed up because we knew he was going to announce that there was no announcement. And we might do it again. And if you think I'm ashamed of that, I loved it. I loved it. We'll do it again. And I get so tired. Of the Aaron Rodgers slander. He was asked a question on Pat McAfee. Do you think you could still play? Do I think I could still play? He said. I'm paraphrasing here. This is Aaron Rodgers. Do you think I could still play? He said. Yeah, I could still play. And at the highest. At a high level. The highest. I Could I still win MVP? I think I could still win MVP. What do people say? Maybe you should be worried about Super Bowls. Aaron Rodgers is such a diva. Aaron Rodgers wants so much attention. And everybody making fun of Aaron Rodgers, he didn't say that he didn't want a Super Bowl. He didn't say Super Bowls weren't important. He was point blank asked a question about his skill level. Can he still play at a high level? What's related to measuring that? MVP. So I don't care if he didn't say, I want to win Super Bowls first. He wasn't asked the question, what's the most important thing to you? He was merely asked, can you still play at a high level? And he said, yes, the highest. Could I win MVP? Yes. End of of, of the clip that everybody puts up. And then they start complaining about it. Rodgers is a baby. Rodgers is a crybaby. I love Aaron Rodgers. I stand by Aaron Rodgers. There's nothing wrong with Aaron Rodgers. And I love that he's a, an arrogant diva. He's a quarterback. You want your quarterback to have confidence. You want your quarterback to be arrogant. You want the guy at the top of anything, whether it's a, a football team, a, a bobsled team, a, a, a fantasy show, uh, whatever, a uh, 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 a knitting show, a knitting podcast, whatever it is, you want your person to be confident, to be arrogant. I can win the MVP in my category or whatever I'm doing. My skill level's top tier. Okay, the dude was asked, "Can you still play? Could I win MVP?" Yeah. Oh, Aaron Rodgers. All he cares about is MVP. So selfish. No. You're selfish. Everybody that thinks Aaron Rodgers is selfish is selfish. Everybody else is digging into his life and saying, oh, he's a diva. He doesn't want to do this. Oh, he wants to say that. 
The dude may be vocal. The dude may go on Pat McAfee to give a, an interview because he loves hanging out with Pat. He loves being on that show. Wouldn't surprise me if he was a full part of that show the moment he retires. He loves going on there to talk football. He loves it. And I love that he loves it. I love that he loves it. But he doesn't go out there and air his dirty laundry. People go looking through his laundry. People go looking and digging through his laundry and then they report on it. The only time he ever makes statements is on the McAfee show. And if you watch and you know what's going on, oftentimes they probe him for an answer and then everybody acts like he just comes out, steps up to a podium every week and says, let me try and cause a lot of controversy and tell you that I'm going to do this, I'm not going to do that, and everybody, I'm selfish. That's not Aaron Rodgers. He's arrogant. Good. I love it. He's egotistical, good. He's a quarterback, he should be. He's confident. If he's my quarterback, I'm glad he's egotistical. I'm glad he's confident. I'm glad he thinks he can win MVP. And I'm glad that was his answer. I don't agree. I love Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has given so much to football, to the NFL, to fantasy football, to fandom, to people that hate him, to people that love him. He gives us content. And I'm going to continue. And if I sniff out that this guy is going to go and make an announcement, I'm going live for 10 straight hours, 12 straight hours, 8 straight hours, whatever it takes. If we know there's a specific announcement coming, and it probably will be planned on his McAfee appearance, your boy Smitty's going live. And Aaron Rodgers, I doubt you're watching this, but if you're watching this, I love you, pal. You keep doing you, you keep being selfish, you keep being arrogant, and you let everybody hate you because I love you. I love you enough for everybody. All right? Don't worry about it. Peace out. <sighs> Industry people jealous. It's absolutely. I don't even know what everybody's been saying here. Travis says I'm for the people. I appreciate you. Aaron Rodgers cut his hair too. Looks great. Looks great. Uh... Thank you. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Isaac. Thank you. Appreciate you. Uh, phone line's open. One more call, and then the show's over. And then tonight, tonight your boy is going live to drop bull, bull prediction. Moon Man number eight. The Moon Man dropping loads in outer space. All right, uh, Vampy, try again. I don't know why I missed the call, but I missed the call. Moon Man number eight dropping tonight. The Moon Man dropping loads in outer space. Space Moon says. I don't even know if it'll be a live stream or not. It might be. I might do it live stream. I think I'm going to do a live stream style. We're dropping Moon Man number eight tonight. Vampy, what's up, my guy? How's it going? Oh, yeah, pretty good. Look, I think the A Rod thing to me, like, I think he was kind of saying, like, to teams, like, I can still be the MVP, you know, right. like, kind of putting himself on the market, basically, like, saying, you know, it kind of wasn't necessarily my fault, or like, he's even saying, like, the Packers need to do something else. Like, I think he's just saying, like, hey, it's not me. You put me anywhere, I can be the MVP. I love his honesty. I love his honesty. And may, maybe he's wrong on some things that he says regarding, like, his honest, you know, like, if he's saying something about, 
whatever. And let's say he's wrong. I don't care. I love that he believes what he says and he speaks his truth. So for me, um, I love when someone asks him a question like, Hey, uh, you know, do you think you're, you know, do you think you could win a Super Bowl in Green Bay? He's not going to be like, like, so Lamar, where do you want to play football next year, Lamar? I want to stay here, but you haven't signed a contract yet. I know. Like that that's Lamar, Lamar I'm not saying Lamar's lying, but Lamar's gonna give you that hometown answer. Aaron Rodgers, yeah. as arrogant as you think it is, is whatever, different as you think it is. Hey, Aaron Rodgers, are you gonna stay in Green Bay? Depends on if they wanna rebuild. They wanna rebuild fine, but I don't wanna be a part of a rebuild. I wanna go win a Super Bowl because I'm that kind of guy. I'm not I'm that good. I'm still that good. I love it. I love everything about it. Every time people hate Aaron Rodgers, I love him more. They fuel it for me. They fuel yeah. it for me. Yeah, and it's like the same way that we praise Joe Burrow for his confidence. Like people tear down Aaron Rodgers when he acts like a similar way. Right, right, you and know? that's probably why I love Joe Burrow so much. And the thing about Joe Burrow is he does, he's the most likable, arrogant guy in the world. He he like yeah. I don't know if you've seen the the clips of the, him on the field. If he hasn't met you before. This is so unbelievable. Like anybody that doesn't know what I'm talking about, I'll explain it to you, but make sure you, you know, if you see it, you'll know what I'm talking about. If he sees a player on the field that he's never met before, he walks up and doesn't say, yeah, you know who I am. I'm Joe Burrow. He walks up and goes, hey man, I'm Joe. And he shakes their hand, the opponent on the field. If he hasn't met you yet, he goes by one by one. If he's never met you, he says, hey man, hey sir. He calls him sir. He goes up to a, a defensive back that's about to try and take his head off or a linebacker, or whoever. He goes up and extends his hand and says, Hey, I'm Joe. I'm Joe. Shakes their hand, and they go, Hey, man, I love the, I love everything you do. He goes, Yes, sir. Yes, sir. To, to the people about to take his head off, I guarantee you, in two, three years, yeah. there will be no more respected quarterback on the opposite side of the football every time he lines up than Joe Burrow. Everyone respects this man because he's arrogant, yeah. but he's so likable, and he's so humbly arrogant in a, the weirdest way he's likable he's remember he came out in his jersey and he's wearing he's wearing the wrong number he sits down and they're like joe you're you got the wrong jersey on he looks down he's like you know like so like you know you just you're just like this guy knows what he's doing this guy comes out in the wrong jersey he could come out in his underwear forget to put pants on he wouldn't even be embarrassed he'd do he he's joe cool yeah he's joe cool absolutely love Everywhere. him but, but yeah they're the very field you know, in, in the press conferences on the field, you know, he's the same guy. It's crazy. So young, too. Yeah. Uh, Burrow, nonchalant arrogance, says Travis. And I don't care if everybody agrees or disagrees with me here. Like, I, I understand sometimes I'll say things that, that people don't agree with. And you guys don't have to be fearful in the chat of, like, I disagree. I don't like Aaron Rodgers. That's fine. Like, I'm, I'll like him for you. I, I don't need everybody to agree with me all the time. <laughs> I just absolutely love yeah. the way he carries himself. And and maybe I see a little bit of, of myself in terms of like being confident and trying to like command something in the, and getting the backlash of it. Like as a content creator, you get a lot of hate and stuff. So I know, I know what it feels like to a, to a small microcosm degree. Like I'm not saying, I'm not saying people know me on the street yet. I'm just saying, I understand what it's like to try and come out and be confident with what you do and to be ridiculed constantly. And maybe that's why I gravitate toward yeah. these two guys, because they have a lot on their plate. They have a lot of responsibility. They have a lot of people looking to them. And then they have all these haters, the peanut gallery, just trying to pick them apart, act like they're doing things wrong when their intention is good. Their intention is good. He has no ill will 
based intentions whatsoever, but people love tearing him down. They love tearing him down. He's not trying to force anything on anybody, his opinions, nothing. He gets probed. People go through his dirty laundry, and then they ask him, why is that laundry dirty, Aaron Rodgers? The only time he opens his mouth is on the Pat McAfee show, and they, they pick at him to get information from him. Then everybody acts like he comes out and volunteers. Announcement, I'm going to, this is what I'm planning to do. No, he gets asked the questions, and then people cut it up pick it apart and then make fun of him yeah it's i mean he's he's one of the most like ridiculed sports athletes i feel like it, across all leagues it's crazy and i don't know i think it's partially because he's like so good and like i'm a big nba fan and kind of the same thing happens to lebron and just like once you yeah. get to a certain level people just hate you for no reason right lebron gives so uh, much to the community like for any everybody anybody should be ashamed of themselves that, that has an ill will any kind of ill will or any kind of negative thing to say about a guy like LeBron or a guy like Shaq. Like, I think people know yeah. now not to talk bad about Shaq because that's the most giving, like, human being on the planet Earth. Like, if anybody hasn't seen what Shaq, Shaq does, he buys kids' laptops and lines. He goes to a restaurant and buys the entire restaurant food. Uh, whenever he goes to buy something, he'll buy, like, four or five people stuff. Um, he'll walk into a car dealership and see some struggling single mom buying a minivan, and he just buys it for her. Like, Shaq is amazing. Yeah. LeBron's similar to that. Um, ridiculous when people uh, have to sit there and be critical. Why can't we all just appreciate, you know, these individuals who, who do give it back? And Anyway, uh, what, yeah. what, what else you got, Vampy? Yeah, well, kind of, I mean, going off the A-Rod thing, what do you think about, where does that kind of leave Christian Watson? Do you think he's kind of a transcendent player and will still produce? Or do you think, you know, Jordan Love in there? Like, or also kind of like in the same note, is that a good, like, QB opening? Like, would anybody want to go there? I don't think so because they'll be in rebuild mode. Aaron Rodgers has kind of mapped it out that if they're in rebuild mode, he's out. And, and he said it perfectly. There are teams that are, in full-blown admitted rebuild mode and then there's teams that are in denial type rebuild mode yeah and i think he's saying that because he wants the packers to know and everybody to know because he's answered uh asked an answer uh, asked an honest question do you want to stay with the packers and he's saying pretty much blatantly they're in denial that they're in halfway foot in the door like, let's win now if we can, but foot out the door, let's rebuild at the same time, and he doesn't want to be a part of that. Um, so yeah. to answer your question for wide receivers, uh, this is 20, 2023. Um, mm. You've got, you know, one down to, like, 10, let's say. Uh, mm -hmm. So you got JJ and Chase. Chase is my, my one. Uh, JJ, you know, these guys are at the top. So you got one through 10. Yeah. I think Christian Watson with Aaron Rodgers is in this like 8 to 12 territory with A-Rod. But mm -hmm. I think had he not had A-Rod there for a year, we may never even see him develop at all. Like we've seen right. Devontae Adams become who Devontae Adams became and is currently because of Aaron Rodgers. Would Devontae Adams turn into a 7 to 12 wide receiver without Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I believe he would have. But I do not believe mm -hmm. he would have ever been top one to five if he didn't have Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, if you don't believe that to be true, like go back and just kind of reflect and, and look it up. Every wide receiver Aaron Rodgers has had, he's always had a top like one to 
eight wide receiver. He develops them. He molds them. He crafts them. He rushes them along. And people will often say rookie wide receivers don't do well with Aaron Rodgers. It's not that rookie wide receivers don't do well with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has always had somebody in place. Always. So it's he's never had a need yeah. to develop somebody on the fly very quickly. And what do we say all offseason long? We thought it could be Dobbs. We weren't sure. It was Christian Watson or Dobbs. But we said over and over, one of them will be fast-tracked because there's no other option. Aaron Rodgers will prove that it had nothing to do with that he brings rookies along slowly, that he's never had a need to bring a rookie along slowly. But one, one thing we have mm-hmm. evidence of is that he puts up a wide receiver on a fast-track and I'm hopeful, and I believe, to answer your question, Christian Watson has got enough out of the relationship with Aaron Rodgers through a year, being fast-tracked, absorbing things quickly like a sponge. We've seen him make huge mistakes that I think you would see a wide receiver make over the course of one to three years. He made them all in a jam-packed one season. We saw him awful, dropped a bunch of passes, made huge mistakes, bounced back, looked amazing, made mistakes, bounced yeah. back. And I think all of that was very, very good for his development. And I'm very hopeful that he still can linger around 10 to 14. Maybe 9 to 14. 9 to 14. With Jordan Love. With Jordan Love, he could be a 9 to 14, 9 to 15 overall wide receiver. With Aaron Rodgers staying, I think he could really much push into like 7 to 10. But Yeah. I mean, he's one of those like game breakers. You know, he he makes plays I think he's always going to have like a spot in the top 15. It's just, yeah, I guess we'll kind of see how it fluctuates, um, you know, with the ADP, but yeah. Oh, hold on. Ty, uh, Ty Lee, Ty here. Ty Lee says, Smitty, I will send the film for $25. The Lions offered 150 K. This is probably a fake Ty Lee. This is not the real Ty Lee. This is not the original Ty Lee. This is a fake Ty Lee. Um, wow, what a, what a show you got! You got impersonators of, of to, people in the chat. Right, right. Finally, <laughs> finally made it. We finally made it. Impersonation, Ty Lee. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, awesome. what, what's your take on 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 uh, Christian Watson? Where's Christian Watson fall on your twenty twenty three wide receiver rankings? If let's say a Rod is in Las Vegas, to me, he stays in the top fifteen. Like I said, I just think he like makes. I think there's some of those like dynamic guys where it doesn't really matter, like in Amon Ross St. Brown. Like I know they kind of have uh, like a somewhat high volume of passing in Detroit, but I think that there's certain guys that kind of just transcend and make plays. And I think I tend to think Jordan Love is decent enough to like feed him the rock. And it sounds like Lazard is on his way out. So yeah. I think he'll have a lot of like room to uh, produce. By the way, uh, if, yeah. Greg, yeah by, by the way, if Ty, if Ty Lee did actually come in and say, "I want 20 I'll tell you what, Ty Lee, you drop a twenty-five dollars super chat, and I'll let you reveal the the technique on the show. That's how it works. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of curious. <laughs> I'm, I am curious to see what, what this footage is. It, I mean, bro, funny. bro, he has, as he said, he's got the what do you call it? He's got the history or the 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 experience or what, what was the word he used? Somebody read back the transcript. He has the um, the past or whatever for taking down quarterbacks with film. <laughs> he did it. Yeah, he did yeah. it with his high school quarterback, uh, opponent's high school quarterback. Uh, yeah, uh, th- th- right here. M- Maney, Maney has revealed this fake Tylee's grammar and punctuation is too good. 
This is a phony Tylee for sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Got, look, you think you're gonna get past um who who was it that said that? Uh this title Maney. Maney's like my auditor. Like he he's like my, my quality assurance. May, you can't get past Maney. Yeah. Maney's Maney's vetting you right now. Maney's on top of it. Maney <laughs> Maney stay on it. Um he's he's from Quality Assurance Team Smitty. Uh so yeah, Christian Watson to me, I mean, look, I'm I'm predicting Aaron Rodgers to go to Las Vegas or mm-hmm. to New York or to Miami and look who's on the Moon Man list. The Moon Man. Christian Watson. Dropping loads in outer yeah. space. So I'm not I'm not yeah. scared. I'm not scared off by Aaron Rodgers leaving. I think Jordan Love looks competent enough that Christian Watson can make Jordan Love look pretty good. You know, not not startable yeah. in fantasy or anything, but like Derek Carr, good. You know. Well, and and I think the thing is, is like if Rodgers does end up leaving, you know, people are going to be scared to draft Christian Watson, so he might like drop to us. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah def- definitely feel like you know whenever there's there's a negative injected into a player that we love, it can be a positive, like you just pointed out like drops the value and yeah. then now the risk is lower but we still maybe feel like that negative doesn't really impact like others are thinking so i mean that's exactly yeah. a good, good point and that's why that's why like Brees hall is probably going to make the moon man list even though he's a big name and we already called it he'll be the first returning is he the first yeah he's the first the returning man he'll be the first the returning moon man uh, mm-hmm. because of the injury risk and the fact that we're going to have everybody trying to recite what I've pretty much said all offseason. Now everybody else is saying it to me. Smitty, ACL people have a very bad statistical uh, percentage of coming back strong their first year. I'm the one that's... Whoa. I'm the one that's been saying that all offseason. Like, you don't need to tell me that, but what people don't understand is it's all about the recovery. And... Yeah. Could Brees Hall have an Adrian Peterson-like recovery? I don't want to hear someone say it's not possible. It's possible. Anything's possible. Records are made to be broken. And and, and there's yeah. no reason, if, if there's anybody that's going to break that, that, that mold again and be a, let's call it like 1950. Let's say he doesn't rush for 2,000, he rushes for 1,900 yards, whatever. To be close to breaking that mold, it is a 21-year-old RB that's essentially just coming off of a rookie year that tore his ACL at the youngest age he could have possibly tore it. Um, and the younger you are, and it, it's it means a lot. Twenty four and twenty one are extremely different. That's a that's a. I know people think that's close in age. It's not. It's not twenty one years old versus twenty four tearing your ACL is night and day. Absolutely night and day. And so that's why yeah. uh, uh, Priest Holmes tore his ACL early on uh, before he became an absolute monster. Uh, Dalvin Cook tore his ACL. I don't know if Dalvin Cook tore it twice in college. I forget if I forget which running back tore it twice. We've got a lot of RBs that have tore their ACL. Frank Gore tore, uh, or uh, I'm sorry, um, uh, Saquon. Say, yeah, but yeah, but I'm thinking of earlier on in their career. There's so many oh, RBs that came out of college with torn ACLs recovered that people don't even know about. Uh, Jamal Lewis yeah. tore his ACL before he became Jamal Lewis. 
Um, there are so many RBs when you're 19, 20, 21. Almost, I don't want to say it doesn't matter because, of course, like you'd rather your knee be intact. There's degenerative things that happen when you tear your ACL, especially meniscus. Meniscus more than anything. Yeah. You could repair a, an ACL tear without any meniscus damage or any other surrounding damage and literally maybe have a normal older age knee uh, a deterioration where it does you don't have arthritis you not you don't have anything happen quicker it's the meniscus it's almost like the you know a vehicle being out of alignment and then driving for a hundred thousand miles out of alignment what's your knee gonna look like at the end of that so off track it's kind of like if you if you're walking from here for 10 miles straight and you turn your body just slightly at the beginning of your walk yeah at first you barely are off track by the time you get done with your 10 mile walk you're so far off course similar to when you have a, a meniscus tear at the beginning of your 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 career you can't re-level your knee your knee literally kind of like if you were to go into your car and slice your your right corner brake pad your 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 front right brake pad slice it like down like this much and drive on it for a hundred thousand miles the ramifications of that you know a hundred thousand miles later are going to be crazy. So the same thing yeah, with the meniscus down. tear. So, so if Brees Hall, my whole point being these younger players, if, if they have just the ACL tear, they, it's almost a non-factor. The meniscus is what would worry me for even Brees Hall, but it wouldn't worry me early on. It'd worry me at 27, 26, 27. Yeah. So if Brees Hall has the recovery he's having. There's no cleanup. There's no, oh, wait, he's got a meniscus cleanup that we need to go in and do. That sets back everything. But if he goes in and is 100%, like, to a degree, he'll never be 100%. He'll admit that after the one year. I wasn't fully 100%. Now I am walking into my second year recovery. They always say that. Running backs always say that. But if he's pr pretty much as best as he can be walking into camp and he's cutting, remember, Barkley barely cut hardcore up to like a week before he returned uh, to his first, right. you know, first game, like right before week one, he like went out and started like kind of cutting hard for the first time. It was not prepared. It was like writing on the wall. Brees Hall is said to be ready for camp. And so it's going to be so much different. He's 21. We've never had a running back tear their ACL at that young of an age. It's normally like in their second or third or fourth year. It's like he toured his rookie year as a top one to five running back. So it's a very different situation. I'm very excited yeah. about Brees Hall. Yeah. I mean, when Brees was on fire this year, that was, you know, probably the happiest I've ever been as a fantasy owner. Like those, those couple of weeks when he was just taking off, it was so excited. So I'm definitely going to buy in, you know, uh, yeah. this year again. Um, yeah, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is gonna, another one we're going to see his knee deteriorate really, really fast, really fast because he he had the, the worst knee injury you could possibly have in college. And I'm not trying to say he didn't recover, but the the ramifications of that that total destruction of his knee you could not destroy your knee any worse. You couldn't. Your knee bends this way. You his his knee did the L shaped the opposite way. Imagine. Imagine sitting in a chair right now and locking your leg and then breaking it upright and it's going straight up. That's what he did. It, there's a, if you Google it, Nick Chubb college knee injury, you're going to be like, oh my God, the thing is an L shape upward. And so while he's, it's impressive, so impressive he's had the career he's had at the NFL level after that injury, 
his his deterioration will happen like Todd Gurley's, and I I predict it to be either this year or next year or midseason. He could he could start off okay or something like that, but it's gonna happen quick. It's gonna be like a just complete stop dead in his tracks. Yeah, well, I mean, going back to Brees, what do you what do you think? Does he fall into like the early second round, or do you think he goes in the first? I mean, I know in our community he'll go first round, of course, but do you think he um, falls early second? I think Brees Hall probably. I mean, it's based on a lot, but think about like, but to a second and first round degree versus like St. Brown's, you know, sixth to fifth round or seventh to fifth round. I think it'll be very similar to that. Like it'll be early off season. We're going to see Brees in the second round. And then as we start hearing he's a hundred percent, things get trendy. Everybody wants to be the guy that, that believes in the comeback and comebacks and, and underdogs are a big thing in fantasy where you always see that guy drafting, four straight comeback players, you know, you know, on this, on, yeah. on, in the mock drafts. So I, I really believe there'll be a big movement of, okay, he, you know, I'm going to believe in him. You're not going to believe in him. I'm going to be the guy that believes in him. And that's going to drive his value back into round one. I would, I would venture mm-hmm. to say like eight to 14 is where his regular ADP will fluctuate. And I don't know. Yeah. It, it depends on the recovery. If his recovery looks amazing and he's out there showing people, it's not just said, oh, he'll be ready, he'll be ready, and he goes out and plays like like Barkley did, where Barkley wasn't ready. But if he's out there doing it, if people can visually see him like cutting, remember, remember ETN was such a concern for people, and then when the footage yeah. came out of him cutting and everything, a, a lot of the people that were totally against it, half of those people opened up to the idea, the other half still doubted him. Um, that visual, though, is what triggered a lot of people to jump on board. So. Yeah, I mean, because I, I mostly go like early wide receiver, like in, in the first round. But I'm trying to like see if there's like a world where you can draft Bijan and Brees twelve thirteen and redraft twelve thirteen. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, early on twelve thirteen. Later on, yeah. uh it'll it'll feel kind of like, um, you know, in 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 mitten drafts, underdog fantasy promo code Smitty, underdog fantasy promo code Smitty. Smitty will get you up to one hundred dollars in your first deposit. Go, go do a, 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 a NFC or AFC Championship a DFS contest, if you will. Um, show us your, your, tell us what you did, and and we'll root for your your picks, whatever you end up picking. Um, also, the the uh, higher lows on the pickums are so fun, but um, similar to how when you were doing mittens last week before they closed. It was like almost impossible to draft Burrow and Chase because um, Chase would go like in the top four or five. Burrow would go like at six. So if you got that that six pick in, in the mitten drafts, there were six people drafting. So if you had the six pick, you had the back-to-back first and second round. It was really easy early on to get Burrow and Chase at six and seven back-to-back. Um, but yeah. as the mittens went on, you couldn't get them both very easily. I think that's going to be similar. In, in drafts, you'll be able to easily get Bijan and Brees at 12 and 13 in early February, March, April, May drafts and mock drafts. I think Bijan's landing spot in April will spike him right to about 8 to 12. Um, I think he'll go 12 to 18 in early mock drafting, um, especially yeah. because they inject the rookies and the ADP data is not strong yet. And so because right. people will forget to draft running backs, they won't know that they got inserted into the list. 
the ADP data for B, for Bijan is going to be jacked up unless somebody's like on top of that ADP and they know how to you know make sure it cal- calculates just these drafts or that. Um, so I think that as we get settled into mock drafting in like June, you'll see Bijan Scott like just out of nowhere there'll be an update that we're pissed about. We're like, oh no, Bijan got updated on the ADP and he's going <laughs> to jump to like thirteen, and we're going to be like, no, yeah, no, you know. So twelve yeah, thirteen. Well, I'm, a, I'm a big Texas fan, so I've I've been loving Bijan, you know, for a long time. He's he's incredible. I think he's going to kill it in the NFL. Yeah, Charbonnet is going to be a great um, Bijan. Gibbs, depending on where he mm-hmm. goes, Gibbs is really, really, really good. He's not as good as a yeah. of a pure runner, but he doesn't need to be. He just needs to go somewhere where they can throw him the ball. You know, if he can get if he can pull in seven, eight hundred, nine hundred yards receiving a year. He's the next Alvin Kamara. If he goes to a location where the coach is a moron and they draft him, like they're smart enough to draft him or somebody's smart enough in the scouting room or maybe the coach doesn't make the the draft decisions. But, you know, like I think a Hackett. Like Hackett's somewhere where somebody's yeah, telling him what to, what to do. Hey, Hackett, we drafted your team for you. Now that you've got it, go ahead and do what you want with it. And Hackett doesn't listen to anybody, and he gets control all of a sudden and does what he does. I don't understand it. I don't. I don't get how you this happens in the NFL. It drives me nuts. And that's probably my, my one downfall. The thing I'm trying to tweak the most in my game, like if I'm admitting what my weakness would be, is that I I try and use my own logic to to predict things sometimes without factoring in the situational disadvantage. And how strong the situational disadvantage is. Because sometimes the situational disadvantage seems strong, but the player talent overwhelms, and then the, even the even the dumb coach is like, "Yeah, he's the best," you know, puts him in. So it's not like you can just say every bad coach is going to misuse the player. Sometimes a bad coach might lean on the player more than ever because they don't know what they're doing or they're not as good of a you know a scheme designer or whatever. So it, to 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 fine tune that process for me, I feel like is my next step for making things even more accurate. I feel like that's my, that's not my downfall. That's my, what I want to work on fantasy football. And this is what my video courses are going to be about on the fantasy football show.com. I've got a video course second section. Part of that video course section is learning. I, I, the whole thing is learning. I want people to approach fantasy football. Like I want to, I'm in school. Like everybody goes through, think about it. You go through the next year without really trying to learn anything. You're just like, ah, oh, this is what I am. I am what I am. I'm a good drafter. I'm a pretty decent manager. I'm just going to keep going year after year after year. Why not treat it like school? Why not say, what's my weakness? Let me turn my weakness into a strength. And so my video courses will be designed for that. And I admittedly admit my weakness is I, I, I let talent overwhelm a red flag situation. And I want to master that because I feel like that's my weakness. I'm very good. Like a psychologist, I have a psychology degree. A psychologist could be very good about telling somebody else what to do, but then their home life or their, their relationships a mess, but they're very good at giving relationship advice to a person like, and people laugh at that, but that's how psychology is. Um, same thing. Like, I feel like I give really good advice about avoiding this or avoiding that, but as individuals, we get our bias involved. It gets wrapped up in everything. And I, uh, I, those are the things that you need to, I, I think that all of us need to work on, but I'm going to master that part even more. And it's going to make the th- the picks more accurate. Because Hackett, that was a, it was hard yeah. to see it coming, oh. but there were enough red flags 
to be a little more cautious with it and to build protections around it. And that's one that, that, that unfortunately got the best of me, even though we landed a lot, there's some things that, that oh, you know, yeah. we all need to work on. That's one of them for me, but the video courses are going to be through the roof. Everyone's going to love them. How to dominate the one pick, how to dominate the two pick, how to dominate the three pick, how to negotiate trades, how to trade with this type of Bob, how to trade with that type of player, how to trade with somebody that yeah. doesn't even answer their trade uh, questions or how to trade with somebody that refuses to trade, how to make the person feel it's their idea to, to make the trade so they get it done. There's so many foot in the door phenomenons, how to negotiate trade, how to identify your trading partner and profile it so you can then attack a trade different. Um, the video courses are going to be through. Yeah. The I think, I think one of my favorite trade things that you've taught me like is, you know, going to them, knowing that I want like a Pacheco or like Kenneth Walker, like early in the season, but like asking for their like best running back and they'll obviously say no. And then once you get down to Pacheco or whoever, then, you know, they'll, they'll, they're open to it. I was giving a guy advice right now on a, on a trade on my text line. So if you guys want the text line again, the fantasy football show.com is where you can get my text line and one-on-one rankings and video courses and you can get a lifetime membership, and I write your name on the studio wall in the corner. I'm moving that. Uh, I don't know where I'm moving that. We're gonna put. We're gonna probably put. I'm gonna move that to a different location, and this is where we're gonna put. I think like fifty dollar haulers or something this year. I'm gonna. If you drop a fifty dollar hauler or higher, I'm gonna walk over with a, a permanent marker and write your name on the wall. So that will be. Uh, that'll be later on um, this month. So I'm going to move that location. I don't know where I'm going to put those names, but anybody that's a lifetime, the fantasy football show.com member of a lifetime membership, um, where you never have to pay for content again after you pay the one time, I'm going to write you, I think above the fireplace here. And then that corner will be people to drop $50 haulers, uh, all permanent marker. And so it will never be removed as long as the studio exists. Um, what was is the, the, what was the permanent marker is a, is the permanent marker fund separate than the whiteboard marker fund? Cause we, we might need to get that going. Yeah. Cause they're fine. We need fine tip. We've got, we, we don't have fine yeah. tip. That's a vamp. I'm glad you're on board of the, the supplies, uh, team. We're going to put you editor. Yep. You're, you're going to be chief of supplies. I think I already gave you that title chief of supplies. Um, what was your question before I, I went on that sideways rant there? I mean, well, I was asking about like if if we could somehow land Brees and Bijan. No, no, no. You know, After yeah. that, what got me on the what got me on the lifetime membership? You said something just now. Oh, I was saying how like the the um, when you trade with people to like ask for the higher guys. Oh, and, like yeah. eventually text line get down to the lower guys. Yeah, guy on my text line. I was helping um, yesterday. Yeah. The day before, he he basically said, um, "Smitty, should I trade?" I think it was like the one point seven, the one point nine, and I want to say it was like, um, DK Metcalf for it was like for like one wide receiver or whatever it was. I forget the exact context of it. It's on my text line here, but but I ended up telling him like start off without throwing in the wide receiver. Obviously, um, what I would do is like so for example you're trading with somebody and a lot of people will give the entire offer up front their best offer at 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 the jump and you can't do that because in negotiation you're always trying to get better than the original offer so you have to like just simple things like that you have to make sure you offer the one pick and the player 
and then and then you don't give him the two picks and the player. So if he wants the one point six, the one point yeah. nine, and DK Metcalf for an elite wide receiver, your initial reaction should be, I'll give you the one point nine. Like let him think the one point six isn't to be had in DK for the wide receiver. When ultimately you would give all three, but he's mm-hmm. the guy's hesitant to take all three for the player. So you start taking things away and then, you know, negotiating. Or or you say something like, you know, I'll give you uh the player and one pick, and then they're like, No, you give me the give me both picks. You make them make the rules you make them think they're making the rules and all of a sudden they start talking themselves into a trade they wouldn't want to do so it's there's all all kinds of negotiation tactics to order of questioning um like my example of if i asked vamp um to drive me he probably would he's such a good dude but if i said if let's say i wasn't smitty i was just his friend and and we were going through college we're buddies whatever i'm an annoying frat buddy of his or something and I'm like, hey, will you drive me to New York, Vamp, and split the hotel, uh, use your car, split the gas with me, and take me to this Comic-Con or whatever? You'd be like, uh, no thanks. But if I said, hey, Vamp, I've got free tickets to Comic-Con, I'm going to drive, uh, I'll pay for gas, do you want to go with me? He says yes. And then it's foot in the door phenomenon. Yeah. I call him a week later and I say, hey, I'm, my, my car's on the fritz. I'll pay for gas. I got the hotel comped. I got the tickets. I'll pay for gas. I just need you to drive your car. Vamp goes, okay. Then a week later, hey, I didn't get paid. They're, they cut me at work some hours. Do you mind splitting the gas with me in the hotel? I still got the tickets to Comic-Con. He's like, uh, okay. Foot's in, the, foot's in the door. And then, But if you were to call Vamp and say, Vamp, let's go to Comic-Con. You pay half the gas. You drive your car. All these, all these things he would have said no to at the beginning. But the foot in the door phenomenon, yeah. slowly, little by little, it's all trading techniques, bro. It's all negotiation one on one. So we'll, we'll break. We'll get yeah. into that on the show, but it's also on the video courses on. Whoops, on thefantasyfootballshow.com. Um. Yeah. All right, Vampy. What else? One last thing, and I got to, I got to run here. Yeah, no, I mean, that's all good. Um, yeah, I was just going to say, like, make sure that, like, the trades people are putting out there aren't laughable and make sure that you aren't, you know, like, totally finessing somebody because then no one will want to trade with you. you know? Yeah, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a give and a take. You want to win every trade. Like, some people say you, you want everybody to be happy walking away from a trade. I, I agree with that to some context, but I'm also not in the business of advising people to make even Steven trades. Like, that's not what I'm about. Like, yeah, you got to disguise right. it in a way that looks like you didn't take advantage of them. And then, whoa, it worked yeah. out for me in an amazing fashion. And then they'll return. <laughs> they'll return because they feel like you didn't slight them. You got lucky. And so it, it's right. um, it's a it's a it's a fine balance of blasting somebody without them knowing they're getting blasted. Otherwise, yeah, you start doing especially draft pick trading, which is probably my most requested video my everybody tells me they find me through my my draft pick trading video all the time but draft pick trading is 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 like you know one of my favorite things to do but if you have you know these picks right here uh and and call kicking the can down the road you basically say i'll give you my my uh my three and four for your you know 2.1 so then you get that pick and then you you say I'll give you my 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 six and five 
for a top of round three. And now you have your original one, your original two. You gave up your three, four, five, but now you have these four picks in the top, you know, 20 or uh, 36 overall. And, and you can maybe even do it one more time. So you give somebody your seven and your eight, which seems like you're giving up all this depth. That's fine. You give someone your seven and your eight to move your three point, uh, you know, 12 up to 2.2. And now you, yeah, you've kicked the can. You kicked the problem down the road. Yes, you're you're missing these picks right here. You have one, two, three, four picks in the top three rounds, and you you have one, two, three, four, five, six missing rounds that you don't have picks in. But you've really only one, two, three, four. You've really really only missing this uh, round uh, five, six. You're really only missing that round five, six there. And seven, you're just kicking the problem down the road. It's called kicking the can down the road. But like once you do this in your draft and you have these these picks here and you're drafting Christian McCaffrey, you're drafting, uh, I don't know, Tyreek Hill, let's say. Tyreek Hill, Joe Burrow, um, B. John Robinson, whatever. After you have this team and this, they've kicked the can down the road, no one trades with you anymore. Nobody trades with you anymore. They don't want to give you anything. They're upset at you. They made fun of you while you did it. They said, oh, this guy's an idiot. He's getting rid of all of his depth. But yet they're scared of it. And they make fun of you. And and anybody that's done this has come to me and said, I've ruined trading in my league. They won't trade with me anymore. They, they, they're they like mad about it. They also don't want to give me any kind of like weird advantage that looks silly. And they laughed at me. And then they're like, wait a minute. We laughed at them, but this looks horrible now for us. And so that you got to be careful. Some of these trade techniques will ruin your ability to trade moving forward, like tra- draft pick trading, which is fine, especially if you're in a dynasty startup. Because who cares? Once you got your team, you got your team. You don't care what anybody thinks. Um, but this trade technique stuff is awesome. Uh, Armchair says uh, franchise tagging Pollard. He still uh, way more productive than Elliott. I don't think they franchise tag him. They could. I wouldn't say, you know, he won't be franchise tag, but I don't think they will, especially with the injury. Um, But I think there's a chance he comes back because I don't know that the market will be there for him. But we'll see. We'll see. I hope so. I hope he comes back. You know I'm a Cowboy fan, so I hope he comes back. Very good chance that it's a Melvin Gordon situation. He goes in test-free agency with a smile, like, oh, I get to go. And then he goes out there, no one's there. No one's taking the calls. Uh, I'm sure people will open their door to him, but he's got about a three or four month recovery process, and so your yeah, teams are going to be like, yeah, teams are going to be a little skeptical of that because free agency is really soon. It happens rapidly. He'll be he won't be able to prove he's you know healed and and fully good to go. Just the the idea of okay, our medical team says you should be good by the season. But it's hard to give a guy a big fat contract, especially when all the opening teams are going to be looking at these free, cheap rookies, you know. So we'll see. He might find right. the one suitor that's like, I want Pollard. And that's all it takes is one GM, one scout, one one coach that says, I played against Pollard. I love this guy. We need to bring him in. Um, but it's really, really hard to imagine at this point the the Cowboys franchise tagging him. And it's very hard to imagine a team paying him anything near Josh Jacobs money. So if maybe the Cowboys yeah. low ball offer him 
he still goes elsewhere for more money and and he ends up in Carolina, you know. And then we're like, uh I you know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what we we'd even think. It depends on what Carolina does, you know, how they develop, but yeah. we'll see. Definitely Moon Man yeah. capable. Bummer for him, man. But you know, he had a great season, so hopefully he gets paid. All right, Vampy, call back anytime. You always ask good questions, pal. Appreciate you. All right, sounds good. Have a good night. We'll have like a vampy section or something you can call in. All right, later, pal. All right, guys, I appreciate you. I'll be live tonight to announce Moon Man number eight. The Moon Man dropping loads in outer space. Moon Man number eight will be dropped tonight. I will see you all then. Appreciate every single one of you. Prayers up for Tony Pollard and his, his broken fibula. And hope he gets the deal he wants. Appreciate you. See you later. Out of here. Isaac, thank you for the super chat. Isaac, thank you for the second super chat. Big C, appreciate your super chat. Appreciate all of you. I work for you. What show goes live more than your boy Smitty? Nobody. What show has a, a, a fake Ty Lee account trying to talk, copy being Ty Lee? Nobody. What, 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 what analyst out there, YouTuber, goes live Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern, and then goes live again at night and drops videos on the daily? Nobody. Let's go.